0: Diamondbacks president and CEO, Derek Hall, joins us right now here on Bickley and Murata mornings after the conclusion of the regular season last Sunday. Derek, how are you
1: today? I'm doing well, guys. How are you? Good.
0: Uh, Let's start with the big topic. What would you, Derek Hall, tell Diamondbacks fans or, I don't know, frustrated talk show hosts uh, that were upset with the uh, season-ending win uh, (laughs) that prevented the number 1 overall draft pick uh, last Uh week?
1: You know what I would say, Vince? It, it, with a season like we just had, only we could blow a tiebreaker for the worst record of the season. I mean, right. You know, but 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 at least like I mean, if you have your your choice, would you rather have a walk-off win and, and end on a positive note, or no. or lose and get the number one pick? I mean, yes. it's it's go ahead, pick which which one do you want?
2: Yes, the last. <laughs> I, listen again. I know it's irrational. I know maybe it's stupid. Yeah,
1: no, I understand it. Yeah, I, I get it. I really get it. But you know, it's um. It's not something you really want to want to have a badge for, right? To be the worst team in the number one pick. But nonetheless, if you're going to have a terrible season and end up with a a record that is the worst and tied for the worst, yeah, you wouldn't mind having number one overall. I get it. Yeah, Yeah, but guys are competitive, and we're not the type of tank. And you know, when you only have 52 wins, it looks like a tank, but it certainly wasn't.
2: Okay, when you um now now that you can close the book on the season. Now, now what? What work begins because it cannot be easy watching the Giants and the Dodgers embark on this series that's going to be the highlight of the of the postseason to date.
1: Well, it's it's going to be awesome to watch, and it's the first time they've ever faced each other in postseason. And last night's game was exciting, but again shows you just how good the Dodgers are and just how good our division is. And and we're going to have to face those guys uh, competitively each and every year, knowing that that's a that's an uphill battle for us. But there's a lot of work to be done. You know, just yesterday we had our our end of the season meeting that we have every year, and this one was probably the darkest, most depressing, and, and it should have been. And it was a, a matter of everybody sitting around the table saying, "We're all accountable. We were, we all did a terrible job this year, and it, it must be, you know, not only stopped but reversed. And it can be done." And then we reminded ourselves of uh, a season that we weren't here for, but the worst season we had in 04 And Bick, you remember, and, and Vince, you do too, where you know we went from 111 losses to the next year, a quick jump up to I think it was. 76 wins and the next year 77. And then by 07, you know, 90 wins and we're, we're back in the playoffs. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, like we said, it can happen quickly, but it, it's now looking in the mirror, you know, being as, as vulnerable and as transparent as possible to say, who are we right now? And I think we showed who we were when we, we did an about face midway through the season and started playing young players and getting them their experience because that's where we have to be. We, we, we would not admit that we've been rebuilding because we haven't, that hasn't really been the direction for the last three, four, five seasons, but we have been and and Mike has done a great job of adding pieces to the major league level that are ready to play now and to the roster up here, but at the same time building the the farm system well, that is rebuilding, mm-hmm. and we saw a lot of those pieces through the draft and through some of our trades come up here and have some impact on this roster, and that's that 's a good thing, but that 's where we 're going and we're not it 's not all just direction you know for pointing towards the youth it 's also where are we going to go in the free agent market? What are we going to do with trades? Because we, we've got to be competitive. We owe it to our fans. We owe it to you guys, like you said, even frustrated broadcasters. <laughs>
0: well, a, f- a fan at the heart of it, too, when, I, when I say that, Derek. Uh, I Derek that. Hall, d D-back's president and CEO, our guest here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Um, I-, I know you're confident that this will get turned around, and you should be confident in Mike Hayes and in Tori Lovello to get it turned around. And, and, and what you brought up uh, historically, that, that does hold water. But my my question, Derek, is uh, internally when, when you're in a situation like this, does the organization set a timetable? This is where we want to be, or when, I know the goal is always to to improve as quickly as possible. But do you view this as a, as a multi year type of process?
1: I, I do. I absolutely do. I mean, if we're going to be honest with ourselves, Vince, we you know to say we're going to win 90 games next year and we're going to win the division, we're fooling ourselves, right? So it, it's going to be a few years. We know that these guys. In our system right now, and especially some that that contributed so well and had such big-time seasons in Double A and Triple A, they're not ready to come here and just automatically be All-Star type players. But they have the potential to be in the next couple of years. So I think next year is going to be fun to see how the young guys that came up advanced. And in addition to that, you know what guys our fans haven't seen up here yet that had dominant seasons that are going to have a chance in spring to also compete. But I do think, you know, look, let's be realistic. It's probably going to take two or three years. But that doesn 't mean that next year we can 't be competitive we can 't you know try and try and win each and every game, whereas this year we felt like we were going to find a way to lose every game we can 't go through that again, regardless yeah
2: uh, I appreciate your candor, so let me ask you this the uh, the, 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 the attendance numbers are are kind of uh, grotesque for this past season, and that's that 's to be expected, given what what 's happened and and given the sun's run and given all of this stuff <clears throat> Where are you guys at in terms of your emotional commitment to this baseball stadium? You know, this has been a point of contention of mine for many, many years. Yep. And you know, I believe you guys deserve better, and you will never flourish until you get better. Uh, I, I, from what I last recalled, you still have an out in that lease after the twenty twenty two season. Just up, update me on the emotional relationship with Chase Field.
1: Sure. Yeah. Now, first off, on the attendance too, I think you'll you'll see an automatic increase next year, big because we, we gave our season ticket holders the right to opt out because of COVID this year. And, and, you know, most did because they were a little weary and we were the first sport back, um, and, and, and especially the first sport to, to open up. And if we were playing better on the on the field, we obviously would have seen a, a much better number on attendance. And I expect next year for that to, to increase. Um, with the building itself, we, we're, we're getting back to the point where we need to continue to, to look. Um, we did take a break because of everything going on out there. Um, but we, we, can, we can leave as long as we're, Maricopa County, which is where we want to be right here, um, we could always, you know, we could leave here without penalty. But one of the solutions is here. You know, there was some legislation that was passed. And, and Dan, that gives us the ability to, to borrow money and, you know, to, to stay here and build an entertainment district around Chase right. Field. Now, it's, it's very costly because you have a look at the small park alone, the age of it, the, the maintenance needs, the structural needs. You know, you're talking about close to half a billion dollars just for the building itself. And then, of course, to build around it and develop around it, which you've got to have today. Um, but that is an option and and you know possibly the preferred option. In addition to that, we'll continue to look and see what other possibilities there are around town. But you're right. And, and if you have to address this building, there's so much to do to bring it up to speed when it comes to uh, state-of-the-art technology, to having more of uh, clubs and and you know upgraded areas throughout the ballpark uh, like you mentioned all the time, the capacity of this ballpark is too, too large. Much. We have to address that at some point too
2: yeah uh yep. yeah that's all good. I appreciate you answering that all right. Let me ask you about the fact that the uh the Dodgers and the Cardinals played yesterday, a lot of us. Were uh, reflexively cheering for the Dodgers to deal with the the embarrassment of winning 106 games and being out wow. after one game. <laughs> Did the potential of that? Do you think this is something baseball is going to want to continue? The one game winner take all playoff game that might bounce a team like the Dodgers, even though it didn't.
1: Yeah, I you know there's uh, it, it's it's mixed out there, and I think in our industry, some people think well, it should at least be a three out of five. Um, you know, it shouldn't come down to one game, especially with a team like the Dodgers. But they ended up prevailing, and you know, it, it is it is exciting and it's must-watch TV both nights. You know, with the AL uh, yeah wild card and then the NL wild card. I remember when we were playing the the Rockies in that same scenario a few years back, and the commissioner came through and he, he started out and he came into my office where where Ken and I were, and we complained to him. You know, we said, Rob, we, we did not like this one game. You know, this is terrible. We we of course won that game, and we saw him at the conclusion. We said, we love it. This is the, this is the way. To this <laughs> is the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. so, honestly, we hated it, and then two and a half hours later, we loved it. So it's uh, it's hard to say, but it, it does make it exciting. I, I like the idea of expanding playoffs. I like more teams having a chance to get to be in it. Um, and, you know, if you're sitting there at, at 76 wins or, you know, 77 wins, and you have a chance to get to, you know, all of a sudden looking, you get to 85, 90 wins. It just expands the field, and I think that is so much more exciting,
0: yeah Derek, thanks so much for the uh, time. I know this is kind of the the, the capper on our visits, but uh, i'm sure we'll be checking in during the off season
2: yeah. with you as well. I, I hope do, you can do, get guys. by I hope you can get by without your Thursday visits with us, Steve I hope you can <laughs> well, find you know, I'm, something' to I'm replace always the available
1: blade. when it comes to news throughout the, the off season. You know that Thank I look you, forward to being back on with you guys early uh, for for next spring and and by the way, you know Vince, I think it 's pretty obvious what big strategy is now, and it 's a smart one. He's just following Jacksonville's schedule and taking their opponent, and, yeah. and it's working. Uh-huh. So just it you know, is watch working. that for See? the rest of the season. Yeah. I
0: wanted to, uh, I wanted to put a cap on how many times you could pick against a team, Eric, but I was, I was vetoed. So he is, he's, he's definitely playing it smarter than I am. <laughs> oh, he's brilliant.
1: All right, guys, <laughs> Thanks, I appreciate
0: Aaron. you.